The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Happy Friday, everybody. Football is back. What a uh, very crazy and whirlwind of a minus 24 hours it has been for the football world, especially for Aggie Nation. Mount West Conference has officially announced they will return to play football this fall, starting October 24th in an eight-game season, which will include the Mount West Conference Championship. The MAC, as you've already heard, has also agreed that they are going to play. Pac-12 is in, which means everybody is in, which creates a major, huge predicament. That means bowl games need spots to be filled, and the Division One Council, the NCAA, has come up with an idea that could, uh, may not be good for some G5 teams. We'll get into that a little bit later. I'm AJ Salveson. Welcome to the Full Court Press. 402 is your start time here on Friday, September 25th. A whole bunch to get into. It feels like it has been forever, an eternity, a... I sent you whatever since we've actually had a full sports show to cover two hours, which is what exactly what we have today. We have NBA playoffs. We'll recap last night's Nuggets Lakers game in which the Lakers get by the Nuggets to take a 3 1 series lead. Not really a new dance for the Nuggets to have to go through. We'll see how they handle that. Heat Celtics tonight, or uh, yeah, Heat Celtics tonight. That's at 6 30. That is also a game four. Uh, or excuse me, Game 5, with the Heat having a three-games-to-one series lead. Heat are all, excuse me, Boston's favored uh, by three-and-a-half in tonight. Not sure if they can not only cover the points, but even win this ball game. This is uh, really scary territory for the Boston Celtics with the amount of confidence that the Heat has. We'll get into all the NBA news uh, and, and so much more with that. And then, of course, Region 11 football is tonight. We have a bunch of region games on tap. We'll get into all those games, preview that. Uh, look at the RPI rankings. Don't forget our bread and butter uh, play of the week presented by Old Gristmill will be on Monday at 515. Uh, to be a part of that, just listen to John Newbold and Rex Davis on the call tonight. Find out what that bread and butter play is. Call in at 515 when we ask for it, and you can win four free loaves of delicious Old Gristmill bread uh, from Old Gristmill. So we thank them for being a part of our show don't forget the Preps Pick'em Contest is on and going. You have until 6 tonight to finish up your voting or your picks, I should say, for tonight. Uh, winner gets $100 to the logo, or not logo, to Locker 42. The Preps Pick'em Contest is presented by the Logo Shop. Go get all your great apparel from high school. Uh, apparel that you need made and created with designs and, and, and logos of the teams that you cheer for in Region 11. Go to the logo shop. Get that apparel taken care of. They go from, uh, I mean, they do towels. They do sweatshirts. They do shirts. They do sweats. They do masks. Go get those done at the logo shop and look stylish and profilish uh, as you go to a football game tonight. Uh, big thanks to uh, the, the logo shop and also Locker 42. Again, winner gets $100 to Locker 42 where you can get all the Aggie gear you need, you want, you desire. Uh, no better way to get that Aggie gear to get ready for the football season coming up on October 24th. We have so much to get into with the football season. Let's first open it up to our wonderful listeners, wherever and however you're joining us here on 106 FM, 1390 AM, and 106 thefancom Thanks for joining us. Grateful to have you. 
We really would love to hear from you today for so many reasons. Are you excited about football? Are you excited about what scares you the most about having a season? Uh, Mount West Conference has announced that uh, it will be up to local and uh, state health departments and government officials of how they want to handle the fan situation. They will allow fans, but again, the local, state, health department, and the government official will decide how many fans can be allowed. How many fans should be allowed in a realistic manner? How many fans should be allowed to attend a Utah State football game? Uh, they've also talked a little bit about the schedule. You'll hear from that. We have the whole entire press conference. We'll get into all the sound bites. Eric Franson is going to be joining me here in about 10, give or take 15 minutes. To uh, He's actually on a press conference call hearing from Coach Gary Anderson, head coach of Utah State football. So we'll have all that audio. Craig Hislop spoke with Gary Anderson this morning on KVNU Morning Talk. You'll hear from him. Uh, and uh, Craig as well. So we have all sorts of bits and sound bites to get to, but again, let's ha- allow you to voice your opinion. 435-339-0321 to text in. 435-752-1069 to call in. Love to hear your thoughts on what you think about having a football season coming up starting October 24th. The last game will be December 19th for the Mountain West Conference Championship game. Uh, and according to coach, or not coach, excuse me, according to Commissioner Thompson, that game will not be played in Las Vegas. It will instead be played at a home site of the highest winning percentage squad. So again, uh, major news on that note. We have a ton of Craig Thompson audio to get into, uh, but I'd love to have our listeners' opinions because today it matters. It absolutely, it always matters, but especially today for our Aggie Nation. Want to hear what you think? Again, 435-339-0321 to text in or 435 435- 752-1069 to call in. My good friend and partner in crime, Eric Franson, joins me here on the Full Court Press. Just fresh off a Gary Anderson press conference. Uh, Eric, you were in that phone call. You got to hear some of the things from Coach. What are your biggest takeaways from what you heard from him today? Uh, biggest takeaways uh, that he's been able to evaluate his team a little bit. They've been doing some drills here and there, but they're going to start practicing today, this afternoon. They start practice like he got... We had to cut the, the call short because he was going to meet with his team to start practice tonight, right now. Uh, they have a scrimmage planned next Friday, a 100-play scrimmage next Friday. They're getting ready. They're amped up. Uh, they're excited to go. Um, he says that uh, it, there have been some real challenges with um, his team that uh, when we spoke in the springtime when this was starting to break down and we were weren't sure what was gonna the fall was even gonna look like, but when they lost the spring, he said that uh, he described Utah State as a developmental team. He says there's a lot of schools in the Mountain West that are like that, and so what happens in the spring and the weight program in the summer is really critical to how they run their program to say to be competitive with a lot of these other schools, and that's gonna change. They're probably gonna be lifting more. Um, in the over these next couple of weeks, uh, he says that right now, normally this time of year is when they're at their strongest, but they're not quite there because they haven't had that same level of repetition and and intensity. So, uh, but at the same time, trying to manage, you know, not pushing them too hard so they have a bunch of these muscle injuries and things like that. So it, it's a it's a complicated thing to try to manage for his team. But bottom line, you can tell the excitement in his voice that it, football is here. He knows what's going on. At least he has a, a a date to look forward to. 
He doesn't know the schedule yet. Everybody's asking him. Everybody's postulating what it's going to be. We don't know what it is. But he does know that he can put his plan in motion now. This is our normal fall camp calendar. We'll start rolling it out. So he's excited. Eric, how excited are you? When when the announcement came out yesterday that Mount West Conference football would open up October 24th, we had a pretty good idea, you and I did, that we would have a football season. The question was when and how. October 24th, eight-game season. We go into December 19th with the Mount West Conference Championship. A little bit of uh, a little bit of twist and turn on what that Mount West Conference Championship game will look like. But give me your initial reaction to having college football, or more importantly, Utah State football here on the map. Well, it's been weird. Yeah, I'll be honest. There's been some Saturdays here in the fall that it's been nice that I've been able to do some things with my family and and see things that that my kids do here in the fall that I. I normally don't get to do because I'm tied up doing ball games, but at the same time, seeing other football games being played in other conferences, like man, I mean that's that's part of the fall routine. That's what that's what we do. So uh, to get the news this week and to make it hear it being made official and hearing the commissioner talk about it with greater detail today, uh, I'm I'm excited to see it come come out and, and see how it plays out. Uh, the Mountain the Mountain West has uh, an aggressive plan. The Pac-12 and the MAC uh, are a little bit more reserved in their restart. They're giving themselves more time, so it's interesting to see how it works out for the the Mountain West. The Big Big Ten has a had a week ahead of uh, the Mountain West in their preparation. So really, the Mountain West is operating under the shortest time frame to get going, and my my. My hope is that the Mountain West doesn't have happened to them what we're seeing in the NFL after just two weeks of football with a lot of guys going down to injury. Uh, Coach Gary Anderson also met with Craig Hislop this morning on KVNU Morning Talk with uh, on 610 AM and uh, 102.1 FM, right? Yep. Uh, and Craig is wonderful. In my mind, he's a future Hall of Famer in the radio business for everything he's done. But his conversation today with... Uh, Coach uh, Anderson, as Anderson started off, he said, hey, it's good to have football back. It's a great day for, for everybody, um, for all the, all the kids especially, just an opportunity for them to be able to compete this year. And, the, you know, this is just the beginning of this thing now. I mean, it's, it's easy to say start. It's hard to keep it going. And that's going to be the challenge for all of us is to keep grinding and working through this process and the responsibility that uh, the young men have to have on the football team that they, they've never really had before as far as it's, uh, it's a different college experience for them this year if they want to keep playing football. And we as coaches are in that same boat, and uh, it's going to be different for fans. But we're excited to have the opportunity, and we're going to work through it and prepare this team to go out and represent Aggie Nation the right way. Again, the reminder that Mount West Conference will leave it up to local and state health departments and the government officials to decide how many fans can to attend to a football game. Again, I asked a question to out to uh, uh, our wonderful listeners. And again, if you have questions for Eric, for myself, about the whole entire restart or uh, opinions or scheduling or whatever, ask away. Again, you can text in at 435-339-0321 or call in at 435-752-1069. The other thing about it... Uh, is that when uh, Mr. Excuse me, Commissioner Thompson was asked about the issue and concern that if there is an outbreak, what's the protocol? Yeah, and that gets back, I think, to the, the local county and, and state restrictions, regulations. And we have noticed a, a downward trend 
in, in most of our markets. I think Utah had a little spike last week. Uh, uh, Wyoming has been holding fairly steady. And, uh, you know, certainly the situation on campus is of, of great concern. And, you know, maybe that's where uh, Dr. Papazian would want to jump in. We, we discussed that with the board, you know, we are going to be, uh, our determination will be made by what's happening in our local communities and what's happening on our campuses. We're saying, hoping that we can play eight games starting October 24th, but there is uh, absolutely no guarantee. I would only just say that um, <clears throat> we're always concerned about outbreaks on campus. Um, in terms of play, it's this is where the bubble is so critical. And uh, this determination will be made um, by the, the local authorities in San Diego. And of course, President Del Torre uh, will be you know, the lead on that. Um, we're optimistic that the outbreak um, will, will be under control by that time. Uh, and we have um, confidence that certainly in terms of the football program, that they've been successful in maintaining uh, the bubble and the, and the quarantine. Forgive me for and, uh, my deepest apologies to you listeners. The other uh, gal on the phone is a a doctor, I believe, and I don't remember her name. Forgive me. I, it's, I can't remember but her that name. That was the president of San Jose State. Okay, that is way off then. All my bad. There was she like is four, a doctor. There was like she four different people on this phone, and I'm trying to keep track of who had a voice, and uh, Commissioner Thompson was on it. They had the Mount West Conference medical doctor on there as well. He didn't claim. He said say he was an official doctor, but... Well, he's from University of Nevada. Uh, so they had uh, Commissioner Thompson. They had a doctor from University of Nevada. They had the the uh, school president uh, from San Jose State, and then they had like the CEO guy for the testing company that's going to be doing these. That they've uh, arranged this agreement to to do testing three times a week. So mm-hmm. those were the three main people that were involved in the Mountain West Conference uh, teleconference earlier today. Yeah, I was. I do. I got so lost by who was talking. Sometimes, like, wait, is that? I don't know if that's a doctor or not. So, again, uh, my apologies. Uh, also, the question was, well, how many teams are going to play? Hawaii was uh, questionable. Air Force was questionable. New Mexico was questionable. The Fresno was questionable. And so, when uh, Commissioner Thompson, in fact, the very first question he was asked is, how many teams are all in? And is all twelve teams? going to participate well yeah and just to, to set that up the Please. reason why there are issues in hawaii is because of travel uh same with new mexico if you're from out of state and you arrive in those states you have to self-quarantine before you're supposed to go out so how do you have visiting teams compete um at fresno players haven't even been able to be on campus and get in the, in the weight room san diego state everybody was sent home for a couple of weeks so there are some some campuses throughout the Mountain West that are having issues. The problem with Air Force is they've got a game already scheduled in the middle of uh, the this new conference schedule, and on top of that, they had some uh, cadets. They were given an given an option to uh, to uh, go home or do something from home and not be on campus. I'm not sure how that works in an in, in a military academy, but uh, they had like 30 players that aren't aren't available. So there's there are some issues there with uh, several different schools throughout the Mountain West. Sorry, now I got to go back to the soundbite. I apologize. Here's some here's Commissioner Thompson on uh, all 12 teams being able or having the me having the opportunity to play football this fall. I do at this point, Chris. That's a great question. You know, we have some restrictions. 
uh, certainly in some of our states right now. And we talked that through a little bit and we're working through those with uh, state and local and, and county in between governance restrictions. But um, it might be a little premature, but at this point, everybody is, is making every attempt and effort to get those variances and clearances. And I, I know some teams either haven't started yet or, or are maybe a week or two into the 12 week, uh, 12 hour stuff. Um, considering we're four weeks away from games and the NCAA had those recommended timelines to come back, um, how do you feel about the availability of everybody on October 24th? Well, that was one of the questions and, and Dr. Islas can maybe answer it better, but from our medical group and, and we really focused on that is 29 days enough that would be a normal fall practice schedule anyway, Chris. And so, uh, you know, today is the 25th. And if we play on the 24th and the 29 window is, is perfect, it's tight. But, uh, you know, there are restrictions on days off and what you can do and the acclimatization period, acclimation period of uh, being able to wear uh, particular helmets and, and spiders, et cetera, for a few days before you get into contact drills. But you touched on a key point. A number of our institutions, maybe with the exception of one, have minimally been in the 12-hour window uh, for a period of time now. Eric, I'm, I'm really intrigued. And, and something that he actually does go on to say is that with the eight games, in fact, we'll get, you know what, I'm just going to play the bit right now, actually, because I'd rather just let him speak than me. It's better that way. Hold tight. There isn't. Uh, we, we have eight games in eight weeks. And you know, I would fully anticipate that not all 12 institutions in the Mountain West will play eight games for various reasons, just based on what we've seen the first three weeks of, of this season. So he seemed pretty firm. Like there is, if there's a cancellation, if there's an outbreak and the school can't play, it's a canceled game. Yeah, it is. And so there's no, there's no room for makeups. Yeah, that there's no room for air wiggle room or anything. So I. Uh, the way I was on the call, I wasn't able to really ask a question the way I was recording it. So I did a follow-up with the conference after the pr this this uh, press conference got done okay. to to clarify some well a few things that were said. But one of them was the, the Pac-12, if I'm not mistaken, the Big Ten is doing this as well, that this, the weekend that they have the championship game, other schools can play on that Saturday those schools that aren't selected for the championship will still have opportunities to play. They won't know exactly who they'll play maybe until a week before, but they will still use that weekend as a regular opportunity to play. And so my question to the conference was, can the Mountain West or will the Mountain West do something similar or provide an opportunity for that day to be a makeup day if something gets canceled in the regular part of the season? And the response to me was, that's to be determined by the athletic directors. Oh. So it's, right, as of right now, that opportunity does not exist. No pressure. But there may be, because ADs are still talking about a lot of the things, schedule, uh, how to determine a conference champion, because do you just take the top team out of the mountain and the top team out of the West? Do you just say, we're going to face the two top teams, period, because we're a shorter schedule and we may not all play the same number of games. So there may be some additional tweaks um, that, that come out. And maybe that, that championship weekend 
is still an opportunity for teams to make up games, but as of right now, it's not. The only Mountain West teams that will be playing on the 19th would be those selected for the championship game. Okay, okay. so can I clarify here this to make sure I heard this correctly? That for that December 19th game, again, I might have misheard you here, if there is a need for a makeup game and they want to do it on December 19th, if not participating in the championship, that's up to the athletic directors. Is that well, it? that idea is up to the athletic okay. directors to okay. determine. Okay. As of right now, it's not part of the plan. That makes sense. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I also asked about That's heavy. the bowl situation. Uh, are the bowl partners still there? Are they still going to have their bowls? Does the Mountain West still have its connections? And he says that's still to be determined. <laughs> uh, that was the response. And the also the, the next thing was in this in light of this news about bowl requirements. You know the requirements every team needed to to meet before they could become bowl eligible. Uh, is probably going to be done away with for this year. And so uh, my question to the Mountain West was, is that a potential risk for the Mountain West that bowls could say, we would rather have a well below 500 Power 5 school play another Power 5 school rather than a Mountain West school who may have a tie-in or whatever. Because we've seen this before where Power 5 conferences sometimes don't meet all of their bowl allotments, and that opens the door for the group of five schools to, to sneak in and to participate in these other bowls. But um, the response was that the, the critical question here that all leagues face is what games will be played, what bowl games will be played, and that is still not known. Doesn't that make you worried for concern just a tad bit? I mean, Eric, you brought up a great point earlier this morning when you and I were chatting. You said, look, it's, you know, the Division One Council sets this this benchmark, a historic benchmark to get into a bull game. The problem is, is when a bull game says, oh, look, it's either 3-5 and five Tennessee or 5-1 and one Utah State. We're going to take an SEC team right here instead of Utah State. We want the SEC squad. And that's what scares me is that we're going to have G5 teams left out of this because of all these lower benchmarks that are being set for Power 5 teams to be able to get in and look attractive just because of name brand and conference brand. Yeah, there's that threat. But I think also, too, something that would be considered is is uh, geography. Uh, travel. Yeah, how much travel? I mean, are you going to send a team from the West Coast all the way to, I don't know, Boston? Or New York. For the pinstripe bowl? Yeah. Are you going to really do that? Uh, or are you just going to go more regional? So uh, are most of the, the bowls that exist in the West, are they going to be matchups between Pac-12 and Mountain West teams? So there's still a lot of unknowns when it comes to the bowl season. Thank goodness that's still a little ways away. Uh, one other thing I want to get to, and since we already hit on it, we're going to use it now. Uh, on the issue of Hawaii and New Mexico, from Commissioner Thompson. Here he is. Well, uh, Hawaii has certainly been talking to their uh, governor and, and local health authorities, and we've exchanged a, a lot more information just since this decision was made last night uh, with the president at Hawaii. And, and certainly they still have some steps to go. There have been uh, discussions about the restrictions in Hawaii now, but you know, I, I don't want to get the, the uh, cart ahead of the horse, but certainly we're optimistic that they will be able to resolve some things and that a team 
can fly the night before a game, play in Hawaii, and return home safely. New Mexico is in a similar situation. Both states still have quarantines if you visit Hawaii or New Mexico, but uh, working with local authorities on on our testing policies, if there are additional requirements or demands from those two states, but uh, working all through those and, and uh, hopefully a resolution within the next month before October 24th. So there is a possibility that New Mexico doesn't play any of its games in Albuquerque. Yeah, Jeff Grammer asked something similar about that, didn't he, in the, in the press conference? And yeah. That's and- what the... Re- thought would be Craig Thompson was kind of like well, we're working with the state officials <laughs> we're trying to figure that out because if New Mexico still has it in place that look if you're going to visit our state and you're not from our state you have to quarantine for 14 days before you can go out and do anything it's impossible to have yeah. the Lobos host a game yeah absolutely but I think at the same time and I don't know how much this is going to help if the Lobos I mean do happen to have a football season and they have the situation where they are going to have to travel every game, how many players opt out? How many players are like, I ain't risking this. I ain't doing it. They go play every single game on the road. Well, maybe they have week. a place that's their designated home, but uh, it's, it, yeah, they'd still have to travel, you know, two days before the game or the day before the game and treat it like eight road games. Yeah, that would probably, again... Mm-hmm. The situation with Hawaii is changing, not just for athletics, but general travel to Hawaii is changing this next month. Uh, that if you can show that you have two negative tests back to back, then the your, the restrictions on you when you get into the the state are far fewer. So the, it's looking more favorable that Mountain West football could happen on the islands. Speaking of teams in limbo mode, one team that isn't in limbo mode but was questionable for conference football was Air Force. They're playing Navy and Army this year. Those games are priorities to the Air Force Academy because to the the battle for the Commander-in-Chief Cup. So the question came out is, what's the situation and what's the status on Air Force playing football this year? Listen to this. I spoke to uh, Troy Calhoun on Wednesday at the change of command and superintendent ceremony and I think as many as uh, into the high 30s uh, took advantage of the turn back and are, are off this semester and will not be a part of the football program. But, uh, you know, that's going to be a question that, that they can answer. Right now, you, you hit it on the head. They will play Army and Navy scheduled, and they would probably play uh, another six Mountain West games, if not seven, they may end up playing nine games and everybody else eight games because of Army and Navy. But uh, those will be determined. You know, nobody has a crystal ball as to what's going to happen on anyone's schedule throughout the rest of uh, October, November. Okay, so the the turn back program isn't that those uh, uh, cadets leave that uh, that campus and leave that academy. The turn back program is that they. They're just not involved in football that semester. So they can load their their academic curriculum with other things. So uh, will they have an opportunity to still try to find a way to be involved with football? That's a real question and concern. I mean, they're already a month into it. Although they're scheduled to play Navy next weekend. Uh, and then the Army game on their schedule is the first weekend in November. So they would... They could play this game against Navy uh, and a few more weeks get into conference play. 
but they didn't have to have a, a game outside of that where they go play a non-conference game in against Air or excuse me against uh, Army. But Air Force may not be the only team that could have a non-conference opponent on their schedule. That's right. BYU also. Boise State is also in that situation where they did have BYU on their schedule, as did Utah State. The key, though, is that Boise State's game with BYU was scheduled for the early month of, of November. BYU was scheduled to play Utah State in October. Now, BYU's schedule is filled up until November 21st. After that, they have openings. The question was with Utah, the Utah Utes from the Pac-12 were going to get BYU on their schedule, but now they're absolutely locked into a full Pac-12 conference schedule that leads up to December 18th on a Friday night when the Pac-12 championship will be played and other Pac-12 teams will play in a crossover games um, based on their seeding with the other division. So with that, uh, here is... I'm going to make sure I got the right bite here, man, because I don't want to screw this up. No one, I will. Uh, oh, I did have it. Doggone it. I'll look for it again. I'm sorry. I might have just... Actually, oh, no, I got it. Just kidding. I got it right here. Here we go. Uh, here is... Sorry, there's like 50 sound bites I have on the yeah, computer. Yeah, there's, there's a lot that we've got. And I'm through carving today. through everything. So here is BJ Reigns of the Idaho Press. We've had him on our show. Does a great job. He asked Mr. Thompson about the non-conference schedule uh, for these Mount West Conference teams, and then he also asked about well, a more clarification of could it still be possible to have a non-conference game. Sorry about that. I had a similar question before, but if Boise State and BYU do play, obviously there'd be one less conference game. So is there how many conference games are are the teams expected to play, I guess? And is there a minimum number of conference games a team would have to play to be eligible to be in the championship game? There's not. And, and certainly uh, that is correct. That's accurate. If Boise State plays BYU, they would play seven Mountain West games in addition. And there's... So I guess in terms of the schedule, then, how are you guys putting that together in terms of some teams playing eight league games, some teams playing seven or six or whatever? It just seems like it's going to be a unique year from that standpoint in terms of trying to put all this together. And when do you hope to have a schedule you can announce? Well, I think uh, that's the operative word. Uh, everything is unique this year. And so we're adjusting on the fly. Uh, that could very well be the case that Air Force and Boise State play seven games and the others conference and the others play eight Mountain West games. Um, we're working frantically and quickly and expeditiously. We have several models. Uh, the ADs meet twice a week and we'll continue to discuss. I, I would hope probably in the, uh, I don't want to pin ourselves in, but in the very near future, we will have a schedule. The very near future. So my question to you, Eric, and I was posed this question on Twitter. Why wasn't there a schedule already made as they made this announcement? That's my first question, Dia. Okay, well, I guess it's a fair question, but I think that uh, what we've seen in the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and now the Mountain West is what's most important is to set your 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 time frame for a schedule that could take place. So then teams can start working towards that. First, you have to agree if you can have a, a season. And that's the first step. If we're going to have a season, what's our lead-up time to have a season? When could it begin? When should it end? That's the first most important part of this. And so that's the first step. While teams are doing their practices and their conditioning and they're ramping up, you can 
release the schedule second. Uh, I think it would be weird to do it the other way around. Um, would it be ideal if you could do it both at the same time? Probably, but it was such a big issue to get their arms around just to announce we're going to play that now they can shift. Now that's done. Now they can all shift their attention to what's our model going to look like. And Commissioner Thompson said, don't basically without, you know, I guess abbreviating what he said is that don't look at what was normally on each school's conference schedule for 2020. It may not look the same. It's yeah. probably going to be <laughs> a little different. Do you think that also includes home and road games? Probably. And then the other question I had for you is, is it unfair? Is it a disadvantage that Air Force will get a game in next week or in two weeks and then get into conference action while all these other teams haven't played a live football game yet and then we'll finally, that first team has to play Air Force who's already been in rhythm, been in, been in rhyme? Uh, they're going to have a little bit of a leg up just because they've had preparation, they've had a game, they've got game film on themselves, they know what to do. But as you said, as we heard earlier, they've got like, 30 players who were, are not going to be participating in football this year. So whatever advantage you think they may have by having that extra game uh, a few weeks before everybody else, really, they're, they're still at a disadvantage with their own situation unless they can figure out a way to change it. But honestly, in the middle of a semester, I don't know how you change it. It's the first time in six months, maybe seven months, we actually had a full sports show for you. We've got so much still to get into, including our Friday Five Best of the five best NFL players that no longer play football that Eric and I would have loved to see in person. We also got our NFL preview, our college football weekend preview, our high school football weekend preview, and Aggies. Oh my! The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. It's Eric France and it's Andre Salves in the Full Court Press for 37 year time here on a Friday evening. So glad you're joining us uh, today on a very special edition of the Full Court Press. Why is it special? Because we are back to football. The gridiron is coming. No more speculation. We got stuff straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, no guessing, no Wikipedia, no tricks, no jokes. No water divining. No water divining. What, what? Seances. Okay, you just made up that word. Seances. That's not even a word. Yes, sure it is. No, it's not. Quit trying. Quit doing that to me. Uh, Utah State football will begin on October 24th. The season will end... Whether or not the Aggies are a part of it on December 19th in the Mountain West Conference Championship. Again, that game is not going to be in Las Vegas at a neutral site. Instead, it'll be at the team's highest winning percentage. Uh, how, highest winning percentage of the team that's in first place. The key to that and the kicker to that is this. When Con uh, Commissioner Thompson today in the press conference was asked about the Mountain West Conference Championship, he discussed the, the home site situation and... Uh, and what the division, or if it, there would be a division, to determine the Mount West uh, Conference Championship teams. Hold on. I got to push play. There we go. Maybe. A couple questions embedded in there. It, uh, right now, uh, Army and Navy and Air Force will be out of conference. Uh, there's the potential that a Boise State-BYU previously scheduled game could be played. Other than that, it will be all conference. 
uh, not necessarily the opponents that were on the scheduled 2020 slate uh, before the, the pandemic. And everyone is scheduled to play uh, a maximum of eight games with the exception of the, uh, the Air Force situation with Army and Navy, potentially could be nine. How will you guys determine who will be the representatives for the conference championship game? We're going to do it right now. We're, we're still structured on the divisional play, but uh, that's going to be determined and discussed in the coming weeks with the athletic directors. We might just go to the top two winning percentages, but right now it's still West versus Mountain divisional uh, play. If you want to be a part of the show, you can text in at 435-339-0321. The call-in is 435-752-1069. Eric, what would you rather see? The two teams with the highest winning percentage or West versus East to decide it? West versus Mountain. Yeah, um, same, yeah. Uh, you know what? This year, everything's different. Let's take the top two teams. See how it works? Take the top two teams and let them battle it out. Say, look, you, we these are the best teams in the conference. Let's see who's the, the champion overall. If they happen to be the top two teams from you know the divisions, great. But the top two teams from the Mountain Division, that second-place team in the Mountain Division gets left out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> I, uh, I, I would like to see the top, top two teams as well uh, for a variety of reasons. One of them you just talked about. Uh, I mean, imagine one division is tougher than the other, which has happened a couple times here in this in this Mountain West Conference. So if that's the case, take those two best teams. If they are from Mountain Division, let them duke it out for the championship. And that's rightfully so. If they are the two best teams, then let them let them have it. Let them decide who should be able to have that big bowl game in Los Angeles. Not Nevada, who's, you know, 3-3 three and three or whatever in the conference. Versus Boise State, who's six and zero, seven and zero, that just doesn't seem right. But again, a reminder that though that game will be played on a home side, so you'd be going to Boise and playing the Idaho Turf if that was the case. Right? Yeah, the highest seeded, I mean, the highest percentage team uh, in the conference will host the conference title game, and uh, we there's still speculation about what's going to happen with bowl games, but. The Mountain West champion, if they don't go to a New Year's Six Bowl game, if they're not involved in the college football playoff, which is a very, 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 very long shot, then the top team would go to the uh, new home of uh, the, 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 the matchup between the Mountain West and the Pac-12, which used to be played in Las Vegas, but now is going to go to that beautiful SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Yeah, that thing is gorgeous, by the way. Inside now is just spectacular in every way. Uh, final thing on Thompson here is uh, the testing. What did the test cost to be able to put this together? And uh, and then, by the way, who's paying for that test? We're going to tell you here in just a bit after the soundbite. Yeah, in part, you know, we certainly have an idea. It'll, it'll be well into the millions of dollars, but uh, it depends perhaps on the bubble size, the inner bubble, if you will. Uh, let's presume 100 players and 10 coaches and trainers. You know, how many people are in that bubble that will be tested three times a week? and that varies institution by institution, we might be able to get to a point that every Mountain West institution has an inner bubble, hypothetically, of uh, 140 people. Uh, some are larger, some are smaller. And so, you know, the, the cost, uh, there is a fixed cost uh, on the test, but we don't know exactly the number of, of people that will be tested on each campus. 
So how is that test going to be afforded? It's going to be done so by 100%, according to Commissioner Thompson, by the Mountain West Conference. They have a reserve fund. They'll use that uh, to pay for all the testing for all the teams. That is major in the decision to play football teams. Yeah, it's huge. Now, if somebody, if a school decides they want to do more testing than the three times a week with this antigen test, they have the full right and opportunity to do it. They just have to pay for it on their own, uh, pick up the bill. Um, we talked about how there are like almost half of the league has some real serious questions about getting ready to go by October 24th. The MAC and the Pac-12, they're giving themselves two more weeks than the Mountain West has. They're not going to try to play as many games. Uh, here's the, the challenge in Hawaii, challenge in New Mexico, some challenges with the California campuses. San Jose State, they have not even submitted a return-to-play plan to their local county and their health officials, which is required before the state will say you can start to practice or their local health department will allow them to practice. What does that tell you about San Jose State? uh, Well, their president was on the call today, and she was asked that. She's like, yeah, well, we're working on it, and we're working with Stanford because we're in the same county. And She just kind of blew it off like it's not that big a deal. (laughs) She's like, Stanford's going to do our homework for us because they're the smartest school. (laughs) It's like, what? Okay. <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the program, San Jose State. Let us know when you want to go ahead and check in and be a part of the class. It's in session. So, I mean, they hope to be able to start practicing next week, she said, but... I would say that's... Uh, for San Jose now. State, she said they haven't had any outbreaks on their campus, unlike what's taken place down in San Diego State, where they had like 800 that uh, spiked. Uh, so, they had to send people home. So... Bottom line here is, as we're seeing right now in this college football season, the Mountain West is going to lay out a schedule and say, this is what it's going to be. Um, if you can make the game, great. If if you don't, sorry, just yeah. this doesn't happen. Yep. They're supposed to announce what those, what those parameters are. Like, if you reach certain number of cases within your school, within your program, you'll have to cancel your game. Or if you have... If it hits your quarterback room and all of your quarterbacks have to be quarantined, is that what you, the level that is your cutoff? So that's supposed to be decided over the next uh, week as well. So what are those protocols when you reach certain thresholds? When does that kick in the cancellation of a game? Uh, again, Craig Hislet met with uh, Coach Anderson this morning on KVNU Morning Talk on 610 AM, our sister station. I want to play a couple quick things from him, and then the rest we're going to just take out because, Eric, you were able to have a conversation with Coach Anderson as part of a press conference, a virtual press conference, with other selected media members. And so we want to really focus on that in the second hour. Uh, but, what, again, I, I don't want to leave out Craig Hislop because he did this work and he allowed us to have this audio on our show, and we greatly appreciate that. Well, so, they were really the first public comments from Gary Anderson on the announcement. Yep. Uh, so here is Coach Anderson on uh, what camp is going to look like. The challenges are there um, with, with COVID. There's absolutely no doubt about it, but there is you have to play football. Um, so our training camp will be extremely physical. Our goals have not, not changed since January when we started this adventure with this football team is that we know we have to become tougher. 
Um, we have to become more physical. We have to become tougher mentally and tougher physically uh, for a young team as we continue to grow. Um, and, and we'll never allow youth to be you know, a crutch for us, but we have to put them in those situations to be able to compete and play and battle. And we have some new faces have to get out and go. So that's why we're going to have normally in a camp, we would, after about seven or eight practices, we would have um, a big scrimmage. Well, we're going to do it faster this year because we can't, we can, because we've had two weeks of basically helmet practices and we can move forward so we're going to be extremely physical to me the way we're practicing there's no difference between tackling uh and being extremely physical in a in a, in a practice with helmets and shoulder pads and tackling as far as related to COVID, there is no difference the challenge is is to make sure that we work to keep them building up their uh their conditioning and that's an extreme challenge because you worry so much with the lack of training and the lack of the weight room. The soft tissue injuries really become, um, they're always, they're always on your radar, but boy, they're on the top of that, uh, chart right now to be able to make sure we try to help these kids recover. And that's why we're going to do what we're going to do this weekend is give them a little bit of a break, uh, potentially Saturday off and then come back and, and get us things done on, on Monday and start rolling with some helmets because we've had two challenging weeks. You can tell the energy in his voice that like he's ready to get this damn thing going. Like, let's play some football. Already, <laughs> Whenever anybody we? asks him a question that was specific to practice and players, he gets amped and he talks a lot more. If you talk theoretically, how did you feel? What did you learn? Uh, how? What kind of a roller coaster? Mm, you know, he'll give you some. He'll give you an answer. But when you when we asked him specifics about practice or players. He gets amped up, and he's he's excited to talk about those two things. Okay, one more thing because Anderson's pumping me up here. Let's let's stay on the topic of practice, shall we? You know, the climatization period is still there, which the NCAA forces us and not forces us, but the rules are we have to wear the helmets for two days, and then we can put in the shoulder pads and helmets for, for two days, and then we can start going. So our goal is to get started today and be very basic on these first two practices. We've been in helmets forever. Um, so whether I agree or disagree with, say, there's an acclimatization period going on right now, which I don't, I don't know why we have to have it, but we do. So that's the rules that are there, so we're going to follow them. So we'll go out there and have some a uh, couple very basic practices today and then over the weekend, and we'll start up on Monday. And then our plan is to have a big scrimmage um, next week, Friday. Mm. And it'll be a 100-plus play scrimmage next week, Friday, and our kids will be prepared for that. Again, that's Coach Anderson with Craig Hislip on 6 10 a.m. Monday or 6 10, 6 10 shoot his priest, a.m. KVNU morning talk with Craig Hislip. Big thank you to Craig, to Will Philright for allowing us to take that audio and have it a part of our show. Yeah, and really one of the very first public comments from Gary Anderson about the announcement. No better man to do it than with Craig Hislip. Yeah. And if Al Lewis was involved, I'd say him too. So, <laughs> uh, Eric, let's go to break. We're going to, we got more. Don't worry, more Coach Anderson coming up. There was a press conference at about a quarter to four this afternoon. Eric was able to be a part of it along with other selected media members. A lot to get into that. Chop it all up, uh, give you all the deets, the bits, the goods, and uh, more of Coach Anderson, his thoughts on this upcoming football season, which again starts October 24th and is an eight-game season going into December 19th for the Mount West Conference Championship game. We're going to take a break. Our final break coming back. We'll wrap up the first hour. It has gone by uh, just quick. And uh, we'll get you more at Gary Anderson's second hour. we got Region 11 football to talk. we got Friday 5 Best to talk. we got NFL Preview to talk. we got more college football coming on tomorrow. SEC begins its start at Big Ten. begins October 24th. I guess it didn't begin until October. we still got SEC football, and that's pretty dang good stuff if you ask me. So 
A lot of good stuff and more to get to here on the Full Court Press. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. It's a primetime battle for the state of Florida as the 12th-ranked Miami Hurricanes host the Florida State Seminoles. Hi, this is TJ Reeve. Join Tiki Barber and me for all the action as these two powerhouses look to write another chapter in their historic rivalry. It's Florida State and Miami. If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday at 5 on Sports Talk Radio, 106. 6.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Derek France and LJ Salves here on the Full Court Press. 55-year time here on the first hour, 1069, 1390 AM and 106.9 TheFan.com. By the way, a big thanks to your brother who's not only, he just does everything better than you. What? He can speak Spanish better than you. He looks better than you. And then he stores Diet Coke and waters in his fridge. He has a, <laughs> me, he has a fridge, dude. Do you have a fridge in your cubby area? Does he know that you know where that fridge is and that you've raided it? I don't raid it. Raid would be at going there without asking. I go in there, I ask him, and then I raid it. So you did ask him? Oh, or yeah. Or you just went in there and like, I know you got a fridge in here, dude. I'm parched. Make way for the commissioner. Okay, okay so I, oh, I swear to life, dude. Yeah, you can't give me crap about my vice president comment today. I know the look you gave me. No, like I go in there and I'm like, dude, and I and I and I pull off the whole voice. It's like soggy and everything. I need your help. Uh, hey, I'm a big radio star. And he's like, yeah, dude, grab two. Uh, and I'm big like, radio oh, man. Like, man, there's a diet. Can I grab a diet? Yeah, sure. I need a. Uh, I need I a real, water. I need to go get him waters. I. I've taken like 20 out of his fridge with his permission, but I think he's going to kill me here soon if I keep asking him. I need to lubricate my vocal cords. Hey, speaking of lube, thank you. That stuff is amazing that you gave me. What? It has worked really well. I did not give you any lube. Oh, I lube. gave you a goo. No, the lube it was of, a sugary uh, goo. Raspberry lube or something. It was great. Uh, just if, but an hour before the, it closes, your last chance to make your selections for our Preps Pick'em Contest for tonight. Your chance at a $100 gift card to Locker 42. Log on. We've got the links on our website, 1069thefan.com. Click on the link. Register if you haven't yet. Make your selections. There's eight games to choose from. Get them all right. Get the highest Excellent. amount right. You'll win 100 bucks. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Well, that took a while, but Pac-12 football is back. They're going to start action November 6th, and teams are going to play a total of seven conference games. The question is, will that be enough to convince the college football playoff committee that they belong somewhere in the Final Four? Pac-12 hasn't been there since Washington in 2016. According to the preseason polls, they don't have a top-five team. There's no Reggie Bush, Matt Leinert USC team in the conference. They might not have a great shot anyway. They'll be climbing uphill now, and I'm not sure that's the objective. Improvements in testing make this all possible. If the other conferences are playing and can maintain health and safety standards, it's tough for Pac-12 teams to sit this one out. Now they'll try to make the best of a tough situation, and it might not result in playing for a national title. But if all goes well, players will get a chance to compete. Fans out West will get a chance to enjoy their favorite teams for at least part of a season. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.